you are listening to the Pleasant View Baptist Church preaching podcast. We hope today's message will be a blessing to you and your family. Thank you for taking time to listen to our preaching podcast. Tonight, Genesis chapter number 22, um, the Bible says this in verse number 1, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham, and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here am I. And he said, Take now thine son, thy, thy, take, and he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and, cla- and, and, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up, and went to the place which God had told him. Then one of the uh, then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto the young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder. You have a pen, underline or circle or underscore the word worship, and come again unto you. And Abraham took the wood um, of the burnt offering and, the, and laid it upon I. And, and uh, let me read it again. Let me read it right. And worship and come unto you again. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand, and a knife, and they both, and went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So that so they went both of them together. And it came to pass, um, to the, and, it came, and, it, and they came to the place which God had told them of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in the order and, and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called, and called, called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou not, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering into the into the in the stead of the son. And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. Lord, I thank you for what you do for us, God. I thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy and your peace, God. Lord, I pray, God, that you'll add a blessing to the reading of your word. God, I pray, God, that you'll anoint our minds tonight, God. I pray, God, that you'll touch us, Lord, anoint us, Lord, give us the, what we need tonight. And I pray, God, that you'd speak to our hearts, God. I pray, God, that your church will be edified tonight. And we'll be careful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated tonight. Uh, I, was, I was praying about what to preach tonight, and um, I, I really am, I can't get away from Abraham right now. Um, I don't know why the Lord's got me so st- stuck in Abraham's life, and um, but it's all right. We're going to just follow the Lord. Um, but um, Abraham again here, we know this is probably one of the most famous stories in the life of Abraham. We know Abraham took Isaac up and offered him as a sacrifice. And here was the story um, that we read here. And we know that God provided a ram in the thicket. Um, uh, for, for, for comedic sake here, um, that's why you don't drive a ram because it got stuck and it cost him his life. You better be careful that I won't cost you nothing. You'll catch that one here in a little while. Um, but anyway, uh, that's for you Dodge people out there. Uh, but anyway, um, I hope this is a blessing to you tonight. Um, I was studying this and I was 
trying my best to find what God wanted. And uh, as I was studying this, I came across um, this thought right here of what this is. And it's really, I'm preaching one word tonight. I read you 14 verses, but I'm only going to preach one word, and that word is worship. Um, I was going to do another acrostic, but I couldn't get peace on it. Um, but I've got you something else. We're going to study tonight the word worship and what it means. And we're going to look tonight at qualities of genuine worship. Qualities of genuine worship. By a raise of hand in here tonight, who has ever heard uh, the law of first mention? Anybody ever heard that? I know I've said it before. The law of first mention when you're studying a word. Uh, when you do a word study in your Bible, one of the things that you need to do is do what's, is follow the rule, this rule right here, the law of first mention. For example, if you're going to study Satan, um, the very first place you need to turn to is where he's first mentioned in the Bible, and, and that's Genesis chapter number 30, um, and start studying there. What about if you say you're going to study Egypt? Um, Egypt, that's a one word that you could study out of your Bible. You need to go to the very first time it's mentioned, which is Genesis 12. But the first time the word worship is mentioned, uh, it's mentioned right here in Genesis chapter number 22, verse number 5. And Abraham said unto the young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and a lad will go yonder and worship. And so we're going to take just a few minutes tonight and look at the word worship. Um, I believe that with using the law of first mention, um, uh, it, is, it, it, it can be said this, that, um, uh, that this passage of Scripture sets the standard uh, for what genuine worship um, should be. Um, can I say this right here? I'm not, I'm not for worship that is uh, made up. I'm not for a fake worship. I want a real worship tonight, church. Uh, uh, I want you to do this real quick for me. Um, I want you to answer a question in your head tonight, and I want you to answer this question. Why did I come to church tonight? Uh, answer this within yourself, and maybe you should write it down one day on a piece of paper, but ask the question, why did I come to 154 Mount View Drive, Mount Airy, North Carolina? Why did I come here tonight? Why am I on this church pew tonight? Maybe you need to ask yourself that question. Can I tell you why I came to church tonight? I came to worship God. I came to lift up the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And if we come uh, lifting up the name of Jesus, the Bible says this, If I be lifted up, uh, I'll draw all men unto me. That's what Jesus said. And so our goal as a church, and when we come to church, is uh, uh, to worship God. If you come with the right reason, uh, um, then you're going to see God change your life. You're going to see God do some mighty things in your life. But let's take a look tonight at the word worship. The word worship means this, to reverence or show devotion to a deity. To reverence or show a devotion to deity. We get the word worship in English from an Anglo-Saxon word, um, uh, we ho-ship, um, which means war, worth ship. It means, it, which means this, ascribing worth to a person or an object. So when we worship God, we are saying, God is worthy of all my love, my attention, my devotion. He is worthy to receive all that I have. Uh, um, he is worthy tonight. And that's what we're saying when we worship God. Um, the word translated worship in verse number 5, um, it comes from a Hebrew word which means to bow down, uh, to prostrate oneself um, out before God. In the New Testament, I thought this was interesting, in the New Testament, the word worship um, comes from a Hebrew word which means to kiss uh, the hand uh, in a token of reverence. To kiss the hand uh, in a token of reverence. It's the same phrase that the Hebrews use when a dog comes up and licks its master's hand. 
Um, you ever had a dog? You stick your hand out to a dog, and that dog comes up to you. And what he's doing is he's showing reverence and devotion to you, is what the Hebrews would say in that situation. Um, in, 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 in an image of absolute love and complete trust and devotion, when we worship God, that's what we're saying. Uh, when we worship God is what we're saying. And so people have some strange ideas of what worship is. Um, I began today to look around at different, I Google uh, different worship techniques. Um, it'll, it'll, it'll blow your mind what people see. Um, one of my favorite things to watch, and I hope I don't defend any of my Pentecostal friends. I don't think I have any. Um, but anyway, if I offended any of them, I'm sorry. But these ones that'll play music and they get up there and they start to dance. And they get a dance. And I'm here to tell you, I don't know about you, but uh, um, I, <laughs> anyway, I get tickled at it. I like it. Um, I've seen some real worship and I've seen fake worship. I've seen people worship in the flesh and I've seen people worship in the spirit. And there's a difference. There's a difference when you worship um, in the spirit versus the flesh. Um, some people say this, that worship is going to church sitting quietly uh, while religious exercises are conducted. Uh, and, and you know what? You're, that may be your way of worship, but I'm going to ask you like I have before, how do you worship? Um, you say you don't worship the same way I do, but then how do you worship um, is my question to you. Um, here's the thing. I don't care how you worship, worship. You ready? I don't care how you worship, worship. Just make it godly. If you godly worship someone, or so, or God, if you if you worship Him in a godly manner, you're doing it the way that I like it. I promise. Uh, I promise you this. I'll say this. Growing up, I never understood what worship was. Um, every what I thought worship was is what we went to every Sunday morning at eleven o'clock. That was worship. But what is true worship in the contemporary movement that's shaking across our land right now? That has for the last probably about twenty twenty five years. Uh, the contemporary movement, worship is edifying self and not glorifying God. Contemporary music today is, um, I heard Jack, Dr. Jack Treber, um, y'all need to do this if you get time. Go to a podcast, go download North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, uh, and download the Jack Treber's podcast from their church, all right? Go back to in the, in the 2020s, because um, I could tell when I was listening to the podcast that um, they were having drive-in church because every once in a while you'd hear a horn blow. Honk, honk, that meant amen. Uh, uh, and they was backing him. Honk, honk. Y'all remember that as Amazing Grace? We'd go, honk, honk. And I remember sitting in service, the preacher get to preaching, and I'm sitting in the car, and I'd go, honk, honk. I hated drive-in church, but we did that anyway. Um, there's a den in our car because of drive-in church. Uh, I, I got to give y'all funny. Another car didn't hit them. Um, I'd hit hit the car. We were setting up the sound booth, and you know, it's doom and gloom anyway any, during COVID anyway. And so I thought, uh, Brother Ryan, this is before Brother Ryan went out to pastor, um, him and Miss Megan parked right beside of us. And I thought I'd be cool, Brother Zach, and Duke's a hazard in the car. All right? Well, I'm fat and round and not like Bo Duke, Bo, Lu, uh, Bo, uh, Bo Duke, and I couldn't get my butt up there, and I hit. And my wallet hit the corner of the car, and there's a dent. And the driver's, went, driver's side door right below the window. Just thank God it wasn't at the window, I guess. Um, but anyway, that come from drive-in church. But anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, uh, but anyway, Jack Trever preaches a message on worship. And he talks about in worship about songs and what songs do and how different uh, notes in a song um, uh, reflect different ways and how 
there's certain notes in songs that lift up the singer and not the words of the song. Um, and it's amazing how they do it. And he says, if you study out the chords that go along with contemporary music, they're full of lifting up the singer and not lifting up what the song's about. Um, it helps their voice. It makes their voice stronger. And so real quickly right now, before we get into this, I want to look at some things. Before we look at qualities of genuine worship, I want to look at what worship is not. I want to look at a couple of things that worship is not. Number one tonight, worship is not anything that lifts up the flesh. If it, if it lifts up you, if you are worshiping God, and at any point in that you're getting credit for something, it's not true in genuine worship. It's not true in genuine worship. True and genuine worship only lifts up God. Can I tell you something that's killed our churches? And I'm just going to say this, not killed our churches. Let's put it that way. Sin killed our churches. Disobedience killed our churches. But what has killed our churches over the years is that we're so wrapped up in praising someone's talent instead of praising God. Can I tell you what? I'd rather somebody hit a piano note and sound like a cow hollering for uh, uh, fresh grain, but be filled up with the Spirit, then hear somebody come up here and sing like an angel, um, uh, but be lifting their self up. You ever seen somebody, I wasn't going to say this, but I'm going to. Have you ever seen somebody sing and it's painful for them to sing? Like it hurts them. I'm not a great singer. Y'all know this. I've led the services enough now. Y'all know that your pastor was not blessed with great vocal cords. All right, to be able to produce. I got great vocal cords because I'm loud. And uh, God gave me a voice to be able to proclaim the word of God, not to sing out praises. He, he, I, just do, I just make a joyful noise. But have you ever seen somebody sing and it hurts when they sing? you ever seen them? They just, it's like they're in pain. I, I, I've sung, I mean, I've sung in a lot of choirs. I've sung in the car when ain't nobody else could hear me in the truck. If my truck steering wheel could speak, everybody, I'd be in trouble. Um, but uh, it could hear some things. But, but Zach, you know, something I've never done in the truck. I've never sat in the truck and sung and was in pain. There's people that sing and they get in pain. What they're doing is they're trying to show you what they can do. Get up here and sing. Get up here. Can I tell you right now, have anybody ever done this? You heard somebody sing at a church and you thought, man, listen to that. Man, that's some good singing right there. I like that song. I'm going to go buy their CD. And then you go buy their CD and you pop it in. You're like, oh, all right, that's number three. All right, click, 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 number three, play. And all of a sudden, it don't have the same touch as it did in the service. It just don't have the same power behind it as it did in the service. It's because in the service, they were singing for the glory of God. But on the CD, they were trying to make money. You ever notice that? I've done it my whole life. Never always wondered why that happened. I'd hear a song sung in church. And I'm like, man, I want that song. I got to play that song over and over again. And I put it on my phone and I'm like, Where'd the touch go? Where'd it go? It's because anything that's truly worshiping God does not lift up themselves. It lifts up God. Worship is not <laughs> worship is not directed to anyone but God. Worship is not directed to anyone but God. Think about this right here. And I know I keep going back to contemporary music, but that's what's sweeping across our nation. It's what's sweeping our young people out. How many times in a worship, a quote unquote worship song? that, you know, the, the big-time singers put up, you hear about what the singers are doing for God. 
I'm trying to I'm trying to be nice here without just calling out songs, but I'll give you one. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I lift your name. What? You start listening to these songs and you start listening to these lyrics, and there's nothing wrong with them. But all of a sudden, who are they glorifying? Lord, uh, I lift your my, I lift your name on high. I lift your name on high. What's the I got to be in there for? Lord, lift your name on high. You know, it don't have to have the I in there. But you got to be careful about a song that worship is what you're doing instead of what the master has done. Let me give you one more and I'll be done. And it kind of goes along with it. Let me give you this one liner that, that it, your pastor came up with this. All right. Put this in parentheses and we'll mark it somewhere. Worship is not about you worshiping God. It's about worshiping God. Worship is not about you worshiping God. It's about worshiping God. We got to learn to leave the you out of our worship. We got to learn to leave the I out of our worship. We got to learn to leave the me out of the worship. But anyway, there's my hat. That's a lot of my time right there. I'm, I ain't going to get through this. I'm going to give you these and we'll go through. We'll be done. But I want to look at this story real quickly, really, really quickly in the next seven minutes on genuine worship. And what is genuine worship? The first time the word worship is used in our Bible. It's followed by Abraham offering up his only son to the Lord. What was, what, I got, I've got a lot i got to give. What was, did, does anybody know when the Old Testament, when they would uh, go into the temple and they would make a sacrifice? Do y'all know what they were doing? They were making that sacrifice to God. They were worshiping God. They were giving Him the credit. They were giving Him everything. They were worshiping God. And so uh, when Abraham was given his son, he told him, he told the other young kids that was with him what he was going to go do. We're going to go worship and we'll be back. We're going to go worship for a little while and we'll be back. So this whole story here, um, yes, it's this, there's, there's typology in here and we could take the time to talk about how um, the, uh, Abraham is a type of the God the Father and how Isaac is a type of God the Son. And I mean, you can see there's so much there. Um, uh, and the donkey is a type of us. Y'all have heard me preach the message. Um, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and the donkey. And the donkey's a type of us. Y'all remember the donkey was carrying the wood. And when the wood, when the, when, <laughs> look at this. When the donkey was carrying the wood and he got to their location, he dumped the wood off. And who did he dump the wood off on? He dumped all those burdens, everything that was weighing him down. He dropped it on the sun. What did the sun do? The sun took it up to the mountain. Um, the sun laid his life down uh, on the wood. And the father rescued the son by resurrecting. Man, there's a lot going on right there anyway. But I ain't got time to preach all that. There's your typology. But tonight, this whole story's got all that in it. But the main purpose of this story is to show this how Abraham was worshipped. And it's a whole story. He said this, me and the lad are going to go yonder and worship. So what does genuine worship have? Number one tonight, genuine worship has submission. Can I say right here, if you're wor you say, what is worship? What is genuine worship? Genuine worship is letting God know that you're submissive to Him. What happens when you're submissive? You are taking your pride and saying, God, everything that I've got, all of my abilities is a nothing without you. I am a nobody. I am a zero without you, God. You're the one that puts breath in my life. Being submissive to that. Can I tell you why contemporary gospel music has made a rampage through since the 90s, has blew up so big? One word, pride. They lift up self 
and they feel good because guess what they're doing? They're lifting up self in the church house. They're lifting up self and they're using the name Jesus. How many times does a, does a country song mention Jesus in it and the Christians go crazy? Woo! Look at the gospels in the, in the country. Look at here. We got gospel in the country music. Hallelujah. But when you start listening to one, I only heard, I heard one the other day. It actually makes kind of sense. Uh, uh, I hate the song. Uh, I do. It's, I think it's, what's his name? The, the crazy guy that had to go to all the rehab. Uh, Wallen, uh, Willen, Willen, Wallen, Wallen, Waylon. Yeah, that guy. Uh, and he said the only time, I, his song is the only time, how would it say, I only talk to God uh, when I need something. No, nope, that's not it. That's, that's not who wrote that song. There's one of them wrote a song about, I only talk to God when I need a favor. And I went, when I first heard that song, I said, turn that mess off. I don't want to hear that junk. But then I went, hold on, time out a second. Wait, there's a lot of truth in that statement. <laughs> That's probably the most truth gospels or country song I've ever heard. We do only talk to God when we need a favor. How many of us, be honest, don't have to raise your hand. How many of you got up this morning and said, God, I just want to thank you. I love you, Lord. I'm not going to ask for a thing. I love you. Thank you, Lord. I love you this morning. Thank you for my family. Thank you for thank you for this. Thank you for that. And as your mind went through through the day, you thought, man, I, I really need help with this. But instead of asking him help for it, you just started praising him for it. We only talk to God when we need a favor. And there's a lot of truth in that. Um, but when we worship, true worship, there's submission that comes with true worship. Um, God's command... Uh, uh, commandment to to Abraham here um, uh, was an unbelievable commandment. Um, um, yet God made Himself absolutely clear. Take thy son, thine only son, and I want you to go kill him. Told me what He said. Look what the Bible says. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here am I. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I um, will tell thee of. Offer thy son as a sacrifice. He was very clear for what he wanted him to do. Notice something that Abraham did. He never hesitated. He did as he was commanded. He did not give excuses. He even got up early and went. He got up early and we're very submissive here. I've got to move on. Bible says this in John 14, 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. God commanded him to go and he went. He says, If you love me, keep my commandments. A true heart of worship is marked by obedience to God. John 14, 21, He that, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of the Father and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Worship is not only something a person does. Worship is what we are. Every obedient moment of our lives is an act of worship. Our church attendance, our tithing, our witnessing, our praying, our studying the Bible, even when we get up in a choir and begin to praise God, that is a sign of worship. That is a sign of worship. I tell you what I'm going to do, church. I'm actually going to stop, and I'm going to finish this next week. But I want to say this right here before I get done tonight. Worship is a sign of being submissive. When you truly worship God, you are submitting yourself to God. Abraham said this, 
this is my son, my only son, that I'm going to give him to you. Not only am I going to give him to you, I'm going to carry some, I'm going to have him carry, listen, man, this just gets more and more. I'm going to put the burden that this donkey was carrying over here, this old dumb donkey over here that was carrying it, knew nothing. That donkey don't care about me. That donkey don't care about nothing about me. Um, But I'm going to take every burden that he had. I'm going to place it on my son. My son's going to sweat. He's going to probably cut his hands. He's probably going to trip and stumble as he goes up the mountain. He's probably going to get hurt on the way up there. And when we get up there, he's going to lay the wood down. And then I'm going to lay him down. And I'm going to take this knife and I'm going to plunge it into him and I'm going to offer him for you, God. He never hesitated. He never hesitated. I love every one of y'all in here. I do. I love every one of you. But I promise you, those two boys right back there, I ain't giving them for you. I ain't skinning them alive for you. I ain't doing it. Abraham was willing. Understand what Abraham was doing. When Abraham went up to the mountain that day, he wasn't just taking an offering to worship for himself. He wasn't just taking an offering to worship uh, for his family. He was taking an offering to worship for every one of those that were back-talking him. Every one of those that was dragging him in the ground. Every one of those that was back-mouthing him and back-talking him. He was taking their worship, putting it on his son, and was going to sacrifice him on the offering that that day. And then we know how the story goes. Obviously, there was a ram that was caught in the thicket. We know the story. We know he didn't ultimately have to. But realize this, his mind was made up in the bottom of the mountain. His, I'm going to go as far as say this, before they left the tent, before they left the tent, his mind was made up that he was going to kill his only son. When he called for the servants to bring the donkey to start loading up, he knew that he was going to sacrifice his son. He was submissive. True worship tonight, church. Is being submissive. 